Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. Well, we have been talking about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we have seen that this is God working in us to change us and transform us. To be a Christian is not just to receive information and to believe doctrines, but it is to receive an impartation of God's life through the Holy Spirit. Now, it starts with hearing the good news. It starts by reaching out and believing the gospel. But it culminates with us being filled with the Holy Spirit. The way it was put to the people who first heard the gospel in Acts 2.38, when they said, what must we do? Peter told them to repent, to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then he went on to say, And this promise is to you and to your children and all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This promise of the Holy Spirit comes right down to us today. Don't fail to avail yourself of this power. The Holy Spirit has been poured out, and it is the Holy Spirit that transforms us and makes us a new creature in Christ Jesus. We are not just to be Christians who read the Bible and then try to follow its teachings. We do that, but we have something far greater than our own efforts. The Holy Spirit is given to us to fill us, to transform us, to change us from the inside out so we can be all that God wants us to be. The scripture says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It breaks bondages. It breaks the shackles of sin. It breaks the things that hold us, the things that we try to get rid of and we can't. The power of the Holy Spirit breaks those yokes so that we can be all that we should be. Now, we ended the program last Friday saying, if this is so, why do so many Christians live a spiritless life? They would speak and say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't seem to have this power. Well, we shared last week there's a couple of reasons. And the first one we talked about a little bit. Some just aren't aware that the Holy Spirit is available. They've never focused their faith to receive it. This was the case of some in the Bible. When Paul found some believers in Acts 19, he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we haven't even heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. Well, then he backed up a step and he said, well, what were you baptized to? And they said, well, we were just baptized in John the Baptist's baptism. And Paul said, well, that was just a baptism to repentance. But you need to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for your sins. You need to accept his death as your death. And you need to bury your old life as a result of that in baptism. And so it said he baptized them and then laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Sometimes this is the situation that some Christians find themselves in. 
they have repented. They've asked the Lord to forgive them. They put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They may have even been baptized, but they are not experiencing the reality of the Holy Spirit. It needs to be released into their lives. And it's released by a point of contact. It's released by focusing upon it and saying, I want to receive this. You see, it's like everything else we receive from God. We need to intentionally position ourselves to receive it. And we receive it by faith. And so you need to be part of a church that teaches the power of the Holy Spirit and prays for people to receive that power. So that's the first reason. Some people are just not aware of the Holy Spirit. And the second reason is that some people resist the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Stephen said in Acts 7 and verse 51. He was talking to a group of people. He said, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Stephen said, you have a resistance in your heart to this. And sad to say, and I think it's mostly through ignorance, there are some Christians that are resistant to the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe they have heard of abuses and extremes, and sadly, you can find abuse of anything that's good. And as a result, they've just said, well, you know what, I think we'll just pass on this whole business of the Holy Spirit. Well, if you do, you're passing on the very essence of what the Bible teaches is the power of God within us to change us and transform us. You can't pass on this. Yes, let's be aware of abuses. Let's be aware of the extremes and avoid those. But as the old saying goes, that's not throw the baby with the bathwater. There is a power of the Holy Spirit that is meant for every Christian to receive. In fact, that's what really makes us a Christian is when we're baptized by one spirit into one body. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. You need to receive this power. So don't resist the working of the Holy Spirit. Open your heart and say, God, I want to receive your power. Now someone says, well, you know, though, I'm afraid that if I open myself up to some spiritual endowment that I might receive something that's wrong, even evil. Well, you know, the Bible anticipates that thinking. And Jesus taught about this very thing in the scripture. And he asked his disciples, he said, if you asked your father for bread, he said, would he give you a stone? Or if you ask for a fish, will he give you a serpent? If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So you don't have to be afraid. If you sincerely in the name of the Lord, believing in Christ, say, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit, this which you have promised. Lord, I open my heart to you. There's not a possibility in the world that you're going to receive something false or something that's going to hurt you. If you ask a good gift of your Heavenly Father, He's going to give you a good gift. So don't allow Satan to put fear in your mind that keeps you from receiving something good 
that God has designed for us to have. The power of the Holy Spirit is for each and every one of us. Now, how do we receive this? I mean, practically, how do we receive it? You may be listening today and say, you know, I I really want to receive this power of the Holy Spirit. How do I receive it? Well, in the Bible, there's five places that give the account of people receiving the Holy Spirit. If we study these, it should give us an idea of how we receive the Holy Spirit. And so let's just go through these quickly and see what they are. The first one was at the very beginning when God told his disciples, you wait, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, go to Jerusalem. They went, they waited in the upper room. And we talked about this earlier a few days ago. Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together and the Holy Spirit was poured out. And it says in verse 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It was just a sovereign outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. This is how it began. This is how the church was started. Peter went out, talked to the people, and they said, what must we do? We already quoted the verse in Acts 2.38. He said, repent, be baptized, and you will receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. So that's the first case. The second case is in Acts chapter 8. Here we find that Philip, who was an early disciple, went down to Samaria and he preached the gospel to them. And it said that they received the gospel and they were baptized. But it said the Holy Spirit had fallen on none of them. And then they sent down Peter and John. And it says in verse 15, And when they had come down, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, He offered the money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Simon was wrong, of course, in offering money. And Peter and John dealt with that and said, Your heart's not right. But he was right in seeing that the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of hands. Now, that brings us to the next case in Acts chapter 9. Here, Saul, who was persecuting the church was struck down on the road to Damascus and the voice spoke to him and said, go into the city, wait, and it'll be told you what you should do. God then spoke to Ananias to come to him and the scripture says in Acts 9, 17, and Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Here we see Saul was baptized in the Holy Spirit by Ananias laying his hands upon him. Now the fourth case is in the next chapter, Acts chapter 10. Here we find that Peter has gone down to Cornelius' house. He's a Gentile, and this is the first time that the gospel has been preached to the Gentiles. And it said, while Peter was speaking the word, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And those of the circumcision, that was the Jewish people, who believed were as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues. And and so here we see that the Spirit just again sovereignly was poured out upon them and they knew they were filled with the Holy Spirit because they exercised one of the, in this case, 
speaking in tongues. Now, the final place where it gives the narrative of people receiving the Holy Spirit is in Acts chapter 19, and I referred to this earlier. Paul comes to Ephesus, he found some believers, and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, we haven't even heard that whether there be a Holy Spirit. So he went back, asked them about their baptism, found out that, so he baptized them, and then it says in verse 6, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And so here are the five cases in the Bible of people receiving the Holy Spirit. Now I see our time is up and we can't get into this until tomorrow, but we see primarily the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of hands. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. But as you know, we are not meeting there right now due to the coronavirus. Instead, we are streaming our Sunday service online starting at 1030. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now, but the Bible tells us to cast all of our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.